0: Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you?
1: I'm already laughing that you were like, don't be. I'm hitting I, record.
0: I know. Well, for everyone listening, we have this running joke that all of our best content ends up on the, I guess, technically in the cutting room floor. Although it's never even cut because it's never even recorded because it happens off air before we get started. And Rob Kearney, our guest, logged in. And I knew him and Nikki were going to say some crazy <laughs> stuff. So I'm like, shut
2: up. I'm just going to hit record. We're going to go.
1: Anything crazy. I was just telling Rob that he looks so handsome. His shirt is so festive.
2: Just tried to get all balled up for you
0: guys. No, I did. I Uh,
1: should have dressed up. (laughs) My God.
0: The the Mohawk's looking pretty fantastic tonight. Yeah. Wow. Nice, nice point on it. Standing up good. I like it. Like it's, it's a lot to stay this
2: beautiful, but it's worth
0: it. Cannot imagine. Don't, Don't I know it.
2: Don't I know it.
1: I, both of you just set <laughs> uh, the, the bar so high. I'm just trying to keep it up over sexy.
2: here. Whole lot of sexy going on. It's
1: really you know like hard to process, truly. I Anyone am, who's I'm, watching I'm, this on YouTube is just being blinded by the screen. Just, that's you're amazing.
0: welcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, Rob,
2: how are you? One of our favorite people to have on the show. Life's, life's good. Life's crazy. But in so many of the best ways possible, Obviously HWPO kicking butt as always, uh, we're in the thick of the off season right now for all of our athletes. So that's a lot of fun working with them on that stuff. And then I guess this is like the first place I'll publicly announce. If we have to edit it, I'll my husband will yell at me, but Joey and I are officially opening an affiliate. What? What? Yeah.
1: Oh my (laughs) God.
2: No. I didn't hear any yelling from, from the house. So I think that means we're okay to He's still like, keep it on the show. And that's, I haven't gotten I'm, a text yet either. So.
1: Oh my God. God. Yeah, I'm not,
0: yeah. I'm not being a party poop over here, Nikki. I already knew that's why I didn't. Just, uh, so.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm a genuine reaction. Cause I'm just finding out for the first time. I must know everything where, nah. what is the name? Cause I know how hard it is to name affiliates right now.
2: <laughs> I will say I, I give all the name credit to Joey we sat on the couch for days just throwing out any and every name we could think of and uh, we threw in a couple that got kicked back and the one yeah. that got approved which was actually joey's favorite is a uh, crossfit iron legacy
1: that yes i love yeah. it in mass oh. near where you live or
2: yeah so it's so it's going to be in east long meadow massachusetts we got a great little spot to start really excited we were actually at the northeast affiliate owner summit this past weekend at noble hq so starting the networking meeting all the people shaking the babies kissing the hands you know the um and really just dipping our toes into how drastically our lives are about to change <laughs> for the better but we're we're super stoked this has been something we've been talking about i would say pretty consistently since 2018 but it was never the right time whether it was because of where we were financially or work-wise or really what the landscape of our life was going to look at that time. And we're finally settled enough where it just feels right. So yeah, we're, we're in the process now. We, we signed the lease literally about a week ago. So all that fun stuff's happening and uh yeah, we're, we're hoping to open early 2024.
1: Oh, my God, that is so sick. I'm most excited for myself that you're like an hour away. So I will be there constantly. Oh,
2: please,
0: please.
1: All about this life. Tell me, tell me like what the like mission, vision value. What is the crux of your gym? I imagine it will have a lot of strength elements in there. But what is sort of like, I don't even know what you would call it. Just the the manifesto of your gym, if you will. Like, how do you want it to be set
2: apart? For us, one thing that we've always found is the most important thing in any gym we stepped into is that sense of community. And that's one thing that we really, really want to push in our gym, but also, also with the sense of everybody who steps through our doors, we want to make sure that we give them the tools to be the best version of themselves in whatever capacity that means. So if you want to aspire to be a competitive CrossFit athlete, we have the tools to do that. If you want to step into our gym to get your first 12-inch box jump, well, guess what? We're going to be your biggest cheerleaders to help you do that as well. So we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves to really be like this hardcore go-get-em type gym. We want to be this community that's, hey, we have the tools to do everything on the spectrum within this sport, and we're here to help you do it the best way possible.
1: I love that. That's so special. That's one yeah. way to make people feel really confident about themselves and about your ability to help them achieve those goals.
2: Yeah, because I think a lot of times, and I, I see this a lot with what I do, where it's like people will come to me and tell me about how much they deadlift, right? And they'll be like, oh, you know, it, you know, I deadlift to 400 pounds, but it's nothing compared to you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that's sick, right? What I do is weird as fuck. Sorry. To <laughs> what I do is crazy and insane, but I still want to be pumped for you and your wins. Yeah, of course. Right. Like that's, that's what this is all about. That's what gets me excited to coach. That gets what, that's what gets me excited to be doing this and, and opening up a gym. So, really like hitting home that like everybody's gain is such a thing to celebrate and really making that the forefront of what we do, I think is really important to us
1: i love that that's awesome
2: what uh what
0: was the date you said you were going to open again i missed it uh the 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 plan is january 1
2: yeah so so
0: hopping right on um
2: everyone's
1: going to be hungover as fuck just come on into the gym for opening day why not
2: you're going to puke on the couch anyway puke during a workout it's perfect um yeah so so our plan is to just run a couple of intro classes opening day Get people through the doors, get people excited, and, you know, then, then start a regular class schedule after that. But as of right now, we, we should be on track to hit that January 1 open date, which is really exciting.
1: Will the gym do HWPO programming or are you guys going to do some of your own stuff? Like how do you, how do you balance all of the jobs?
2: (laughs) These are probably two separate
1: questions.
2: (laughs) Right. So we're, we're predominantly going to be doing HWPO training. I think. Obviously, I wouldn't work for the company if I didn't truth, truthfully believe it's it's the best program out there. Seeing what goes on behind the scenes into how we develop programs is it's something really special that I want to be able to share with our members. Yeah. And then in terms of balancing the jobs, I mean, what is sleep? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. No, who it's needs that? No. Um, I, I'm one of those people that like, I get excited to help other people and do do things for other people. So for me, having to wake up at four o'clock in the morning while right now I dread it. um, I think when it's when it's to go to a gym that my husband and I own and it's to help our members get better and they get to see my ugly mug every morning at five a.m. Like, hell, yeah, I'm down for that. If that's how you want to start your day with my face in in front of you, be my (laughs) guest.
1: People are going to pay you money to start their day exactly. with your face at That's 5 a.m. Crazy. My th-
2: husband covers his face and other people are paying me to see mine. Right. It's wild. True.
1: You remind him of that the next time he rolls away from you in the morning. People pay for this. <laughs> first thing coffee breath and all
2: yeah and he's paying emotionally that's That's
1: fine (laughs) that's emotionally. okay i will say this emotionally like it is a lot it is a lot to start any kind of business but it is a lot to open a gym there are ups and downs i'm sure already at this point there are hurdles that you have had to i mean the lease in and of itself i know i have i have coached for crossfit gyms for over a decade and it is so hard the spacing the god all that shit so how, how has that been for the two of you? Because in any partnership, there are days you lift each other up. There are days you want to throw each other out the window.
2: And you guys haven't even opened yet. No, I think We've done a really good job at understanding what our roles are going to be. Oh, cool. I think me, with my experience in the space and what I plan on doing, like I'm taking more of that head coaching on the floor type role. Joey is very logistical. He's very organized, right? Like, I always say, like, in the relationship, I'm the yes man, right? Like, people ask me to do this. So I'm like, yeah, we'll be there. We can do that. And he's like, hey, we already have four things that day.
1: In fact, you um, so right, you're all
2: So, so we play off of each other's strengths really well. So, understanding like he's going to be that one to keep things in check, and I'm going to be more of that cheerleader on the floor and, and be in that coach, be in those eyes. The fact that we were able to establish that really early when, going on this journey was was really important for us and i think it's worked really well and really symbiotically as we've navigated this whole thing because this is something totally new to us right right guess we own a business right now in terms of rob kearney the athlete is a business mm-hmm. but it's not transactional it's not other people centered so it's just Trying to take the lens of what we've done with me as a brand into how do we extrapolate that to give our members a great experience while not losing our personality through it?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. John, how do they do yeah, that?
2: I, <laughs> I was I was just
0: thinking about what a big deal Rob is that he can talk about himself in the third person. I love it so much. <laughs> I'm going to start <laughs> yeah. doing the same thing. John, the meme lord, thinks Rob, the brand is awesome. How do I exit out of this call? I don't
1: even have a call third it. party. I don't even have a Nikki the something. I'm just
0: a uh, team. Nikki the sideline reporter.
1: Oh, Nikki right. Uh, uh-huh. The
2: television yes. personality. That's Media right. personality. That's
1: Let's it. not forget my freelance gig three times a year. Yes, that is yeah. the thing. <laughs> but <laughs> I forget that. <laughs> No, but seriously, that's a great, that's a great point. John, do you have sort of advice as a affiliate owner? You've got some experience under your belt now in terms of how to go on that journey without losing yourself and your goals and your values. I mean, there's so many uh, moving well, parts all the time. Yeah.
0: Number one, you need a partner like Jen who literally does everything and I do literally nothing. So, okay, that's, perfect. That, that's Shout ideal. Shout out to Jen. Shout out, Jen. Shout yeah. out to Jen.
1: <laughs> I'm not even going to tell her I so <laughs> that. Jelly. You- Who's
0: about to just do everything. Cool. Perfect. Gabe, this is exactly how I'm going to find out if Jen actually listens to my show, because I'm not going to tell her I said that. Oh, my God. Wait. Side story.
1: Matt was giving me shit the other night about something, and I was like, well, you don't even listen to my podcast. And he was like, yeah, I do. I listen to every episode. And I was like, do you now?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know that
1: you don't. And he was like, why do you talk shit on your show? And I was like, like, all the the fucking time, like every other episode, I talk shit about you and say that
2: you don't listen to the
1: show. So I know you don't listen to the show. You say 15
2: question multiple choice test to prove your allegiance to our podcast. I have
1: one question. Do you listen? And I know the answer, but it was funny that he was trying to fake me out.
2: Here's what we're
0: going to do moving forward. In the middle of the show, somewhere, it won't ever be in the same place. You're going to have to say something really naughty you're going to do with Matt. Yeah. Only if he comes to you and says, hey, I heard you said you would do this on the show.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh. Right? but we would be really outlandish. Like, we're going to bring yeah, but, chicken into the bedroom.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mickey, I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about that weed eater and the peach <laughs> preserves, but okay. I'm game. I'm Why
1: in, I? I guess. He listened. No, he was like, Well, I just have a lot of audiobooks I want to get through. I'm like, Yeah, man, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying, Don't fake me out. <sighs> anyway, we were talking about advice as an actual affiliate owner. It's a much more important
0: yeah. topic. Well, Ro- Rob and I have been talking since he, he and I connected, it was several months ago, maybe six months yeah. ago or so, talking about what this journey was going to look like for him. And I'd say the same thing then that I said, now. I think you have to go slow. Um, mm-hmm build community first, realize that it's going to be really fun for like two weeks, and then it becomes a real job, which yeah. sucks. Like, right now, Rob's going, I'll be the guy that gets up at 5 a.m. Okay, I'll ask you again in a month. You'll be like, this sucks, 5 a.m. blows. But, you no. know, oh, uh, no, i like practice
1: Morning coach. I got an early no. morning coach. I no. paid them bags of protein for a day.
0: Look, all I'm saying is, you, you have what you think, Is going to be the most rewarding is it will you have to be open to the fact that something else might become more rewarding it's going to be rewarding that's the given like i i think you're going to love it you're you're wired to coach like people are going to love coming to your gym i just think you have to be open enough to think all right what i think i'm going to love about it it might be something else altogether you know and because you know the journey doesn't always look the same and those things may change over time Like, like right he, now, yeah, you
2: physically flexible, but, you know, emotionally, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just think like things, Who knows? Gems are like, they're like any relationship, like they grow over time. And in the early days of a gym, like I've been in gyms that were brand new and gyms that are really well established. Like I'm in a well-established gym right now. So I feel like the new guy, even though I own a portion of it, yeah. whereas the gyms that I joined when they first started. They just have a different vibe. People getting to know each other. It's like the first day of high school. It's mm-hmm. all fun. and, what and do you games and...
2: Yeah, exactly. But then oh, as... I mean, you think about that. What am I wearing on the opening day?
1: Oh my God, right? logo it's, shit. You got to make some badass merch. <laughs>
2: Already meeting with Erica what? Santos, the amazing designer, to come up with our logo and brand and stuff like amazing. that. So that is currently in process. Amazing. I am. amazing. Well,
0: I, I can't top the logo thing. I'm just saying you're going to you're going to enjoy. You're going to be great. I'm excited
2: yeah. for you. For sure. Yeah, we're we're really excited. It's every day there's something new popping up that we didn't expect we had to do. But that's also the exciting part of it for us, right? Cuz it's such a learning experience. Joey and I like not that we've been in a rut per se, but we've all been we've been doing the same thing for a few years now and we're we're comfortable and complacent yep. with our schedules and what's going on. So to have something new and sexy and exciting is fun, right? Totally. You're gonna to get
0: a you're gonna get a deck this gym out with the newest gear. You're gonna buy that new Nike gear that just dropped today.
2: Nah, man, I'm sponsored by Rep Fitness. They're they're giving me all there we, go. we're we're going oh, full on with, with everything. Yeah. I love oh, it. They're helping badass. us out a lot, which is great. Yeah. So cool. Oh, rep is awesome. Oh, they're so great. They yeah. they outfitted my home gym. They're they're helping us out with, with the affiliate now as well. They're such a cool company to work with so, so willing to just help out and do what we need and customize little things to make it work for cool. us. So it's been, it's been really great to have them on, on board with us. It,
0: give me some insight to that then. Cause I loved, I was thinking about this today and i I love that I've stumbled into this. I was thinking about Nike coming in the space and, and everyone's going, oh, they're going to give Rogue a run for their money. And I wasn't thinking about Rogue. I was thinking about companies like yours and I don't know, there's tons of the, like smaller French sports one I think of because I own some Mm -hmm. of their stuff there's like a few in the space that are are I hate to call them in the shadow of Rogue but they are and now they've got to compete with Rogue and Nike like what sets apart a company like Rep to make you want to work with them and then we'll give them a
2: strategic advantage against a company the size of Nike so what I think is really cool with Rep is so I've been with them I just signed an extension so only on three years now and from the beginning, what I loved about them is they don't look as they don't look to Rogue as a competitor. They realized Rogue is really good at what they do, right? Outfitting affiliates, outfitting colleges and high schools and universities and all this stuff. Rep saw what they were doing. They realized, you know what, that's not for us. Let's make our equipment perfect for a home gym.
1: Cool
2: let's make our equipment so it can fit in a smaller space, but you can get the most utility out, right? So in my garage gym, now I'm, I'm super fortunate that we have a, an amazingly large garage or my home gym is about 700 square feet. Dang, Really big ceilings, it's great. But I have a full-blown squat rack, but what fits inside the squat rack is a fully selectorized cable machine. With high-low attachments that come out of the front, a lap pull-down, a low row, and that all is within the, within the confines of a rep. Cool. Right? So, like, they – what rep has done to set themselves apart is they've looked at, okay, these are the 20 machines most people use inside of a gym. Let's fit it inside of a five-foot by five-foot box. Yeah. Right? And how do we make attachments that do that? So, I think that's what rep has really done to set themselves apart. Cool about that. Sorry, just from a really nerdy brand perspective, like anytime
1: my company decides to work with a new brand, we always start out with a strategic phase of work where we try to figure out what the big differentiators are between them and the rest of the market. And we do this whole exercise where we like list out, you know, what we can say that's true, what others can say that's true, and what the market actually wants to hear. And you're trying to figure out the middle of that Venn diagram. And when brands aren't necessarily Finding the space that's missing and starting there with the crux of what they're doing. I mean, they can expand into whatever. And rep obviously could outfit an entire affiliate, which is great. But when sure. they're not starting there with some USP that's a differentiating point from the rest of the marketplace, they lose out on creating a niche that's going to make a really loyal brand following. And I yeah. love, I love hearing stories like that where they're like, we got to innovate somehow. And then we can be massive. We can grow to whatever. We can scale. We can take on whoever. But we got to figure out how to get our people. And that's that's really cool to hear. Sorry, nerdy brand yeah. marketing talk. Uh,
2: no, they, they've done such an amazing job at it. Not to mention, like, their equipment's just really, really good. Yeah. Like, I was, their barbells are top-notch. It took me over a 1,000 pounds on a rack pole to finally bend one. Hmm. So their equipment's top-notch. The standard is great. I've been fortunate enough to meet virtually every member of their team from their customer service reps to their athlete managers, to their owners and their engineers. And everybody just has such like a great love for really developing a great product. And like you said, they can, they can outfit affiliates, they can outfit full schools and stuff like that if they wanted, but they realize their lane is to help your mom and dad that have three kids that can't go to a gym because they don't have time, but they want to get something in their garage so they can still get a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they are in trouble in that market, right? I don't see Nike stepping into that role. I see Nike throwing their dollar signs and, and doing their things and getting these athlete endorsements to to show off their their equipment. But do I necessarily think it's going to have that standard that rogue has set? I don't know. Is the Nike swoosh sexy to see on a dumbbell? Sure is it sexy to your 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 loyal fan base? I don't think so. I think that's going to be more of your your commercial gym goers. I think that's where you're going to see Nike really step into it. Do I think they're going to encroach into our niche sports space? I don't see it happen.
0: Yeah, I think they want to. I agree with you. I don't think they will. I'd I'd heard they're they're looking to endorse more CrossFit athletes than they have in the past, which wouldn't be surprising. I mean, but I'm with you. But also, what is
2: what is that going to look like from an athlete perspective, right? Like athletes that are training at a at a out of their home out of a, a CrossFit gym local to them, they can't if they're endorsed by Nike and Nike's selling strength equipment, can they no longer train on that equipment that's in their gym that they've been training at? There's yeah. no way. It, that's, that's a real question that's going to have to be of asked of them, right? Is Nike then going to come in and be like, oh, well, they're going to throw a, $150,000 to a CrossFit gym to outfit themselves in all Nike gear? I don't right. know. Mm-hmm.
1: I yeah. mean, could yeah. they?
2: Yeah, they have the pockets, too. Yeah, of course they do. Is that realistic? I don't know. I think yeah.
1: I agree with you guys that I don't necessarily think that there's going to be a ton of our like super true diehard CrossFitters. People who have been CrossFitting for a decade. People who remember what sectionals were like. I don't think any of us are really going to stray away from any of the brands that have become near and dear to us over the course of our experience with this brand. But I think I think that lots of CrossFitters, lots of newer CrossFitters, lots of fringe CrossFitters, lots of people who do functional fitness without necessarily calling it CrossFit. I think there are lots of people who are just Nike people in general. There's a reason why it's one of the biggest brands internationally. There's a reason why Nike Metcons, like people wear them who don't just CrossFit. There are people who are going to see a swoosh on a barbell and be like, cool, I want that one.
2: Yeah, and I see it I see it also like making its way into the LA fitnesses, the anytime sure. fitnesses, stuff like that. That's where I see their market going, which is hey, it's smart for them, right? Like mm-hmm. that gen pop, that gen pop gym, that's there's so much money in that space. They can eat it up and people will, will really go for it.
1: Yeah, for sure. They are cool looking. Just I that they're around. pretty dope. Yeah, they are they cool. are. Yeah. I like the red one. There's like a red barbell. It's pretty cool. Just saying.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if anyone will or not. I think their their biggest advantage will probably be they'll be able to sell this stuff in like Dick's Sporting Goods, and okay. like right now, if you want a Rogue barbell, unless you live close to me and you can drive down to Columbus, you're ordering it and then you got to wait. But if you could just drive down the street to Dick's and check it out, look at it, you might have a better chance to sell some. So yeah, we'll that's see. a great point. Accessibility yeah. is huge. Yeah,
1: huh.
0: yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, a lot's changing in CrossFit anyway, so never say never.
1: True. Oh, speaking of a lot changing, I don't have any good advice in terms of being an affiliate owner because I am not <laughs> one. Uh, I have worked in a number of CrossFit gyms, uh, very close to management in the past, but just as a general business owner, my one piece of advice uh, is a solemn one, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Whatever, whatever you don't think is going to happen. To your business will happen to your business, and that is, I don't know. I just feel like new business owners are so naive, myself included, to be like, "Oh, that would never happen here. I won't ever have, will never have members flush tampons down the toilet." Right? That's a bad example, but I'm just throwing like that did just recently happen in our gym, and I was like, "What? Like it's 2023. We are adults. What are we doing here?" Or, "Oh, uh, my- I'm gay, and
2: I know not to do that."
1: Thank you, Rob. You are helping the cause. Or, oh, I'll never have like personnel issues at my gym because like we're a wonderful, wonderful group of people. We're a family, whatever. Like I'll never have these types of financial struggles because we're going to be smart with our money from day one. Like you will. All the shit will hit the fan at one point or another. And I just feel like being open to that as a business owner versus being like, oh, no, not to me. It will never happen to me. will help you mitigate the issues when they do come. Because you'll yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, of course. It, it'll happen to everyone. And now we're going to deal with it. Versus that like whole denial period you have to go through being like, what? Yeah,
2: right? It's only the, it's plan for the worst, hope for the best type thing. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: I'm positive that Rob the Brand can handle it.
1: <laughs> Rob the positive. Brand Pyrenees, is I'm that what we're going to call him? This. I'm
2: never going to live this <laughs> yes. down. This is World's
0: <laughs> strongest brand. That's his new name. Yeah. <laughs> <NFL>. <laughs> That'd
2: be great. Gonna see we'll a meme about it, it tomorrow. Maybe. I hope so. Yep.
1: Tell me the name Nick. of the affiliate one more time.
2: CrossFit Iron Legacy.
1: It's so I love
2: it. yeah, we're we're excited about it. It's really cool. There's one of those ones like when he's when Joey said it out loud, I was like, Yeah. Yeah. That just makes sense. It is so
1: hard to name affiliates
2: because so oh. many are taken.
1: Every huh. year I think CrossFit comes out with more rules. Like when I first was helping open gyms, there were no rules about locations. You could still name, use cities, use states, use state references. You could use like zip codes and area codes and shit like that. You can't do any of that anymore. No proper nouns, nothing that's too close to anything else even. I remember we wanted to be 13th state CrossFit at one point because that's like what Rhode Island was, but there was already an 11th state somewhere else. And I'm like, not even the same number. It's not even the same state, but it was like too close. Also like closed gyms who are no longer affiliates, who technically sometimes can't go back and use those names anymore
2: because yep. that branding existed. Like it had a minefield. It really is. I'm, I'm not kidding. We had a list of, I think our final list was like 16 different names. And every time you apply to affiliate, affiliate you, you put three in. So it was like our first round, all three got rejected. okay cool good start but luckily we got we iron legacy got accepted that was in round number two so oh cool okay we're good to go yeah it wasn't too much of a headache yeah What what were the original three i'm dying to know strong valley crossfit was one of them because we live in the pioneer valley of massachusetts
1: right right that's probably too close to the
2: actual area name yeah, and honestly, I forget the other two that I put down. I I deleted the note that I had on my phone because I'm like, yeah, never need this again. Got one accepted. So you should you should have let sure.
1: me light like locations. You're gonna need that list again.
0: You should have you should have let me create a list of ten humorous names, and you could have just given them to Joey like totally serious, thinking these are what you want to. <laughs> Babe, I love these names. What do you think? <laughs> these are these are all my favorites. What do you think? He would have lost his shit but yeah i'm you dying
1: to know what that list would have been like it would have been like wildly sexually inappropriate yeah
0: i've already got yeah. like five off the top of my head <laughs> that i just edited out because my mom's gonna watch this
1: <laughs> sorry no mom hear them yes text them to <laughs> us later
0: yeah exactly if one hey. of them
1: isn't the boneyard i'm gonna be mad about it
0: yeah there's gotta be a crossfit boneyard somewhere
1: has to be yeah,
0: yeah. gotta be gotta be hey there's no segue from boneyard so i'm just gonna rip the band-aid off we, Sorry. let's go speaking of boneyards we want to talk about uh strongman rogue invitational yeah. and uh, since nikki now i don't know shit we thought you were the perfect person to talk about it i love how what's
1: going minutes.
2: on 30 minutes into the call we're finally getting to the topic we this for the point <laughs> of getting you on the show right yeah <laughs> i, I mean, forgot about that i feel like this right. happens every time though <laughs>
1: Forget yeah, I was like, what else do you want to talk about? What else is going on? Right. We have an actual topic. Yeah. So um,
2: this is, this is the, the biggest prize per show in the strongman calendar year. You what? know, this is, this is the big one when it comes to take home money for, for strongmen. That's what makes it so exciting. And it's only the third year in existence, right? So a lot goes on to it. Only 10 athletes get invited. So there's no qualification process for the rogue invitational. Really, what the promoters do is they look at the calendar year of the strong of the strongman season. Predominantly, looking at the two or three other big shows, being the Arnold Strongman Classic, World Strongest Man, and the Shaw Classic. Those are the other three big shows of the professional strongman season. They look at who's excelling, who's really doing well, and they pick ten athletes from those shows and. This year, it's, it, it's another just massive lineup of athletes. Yeah, and six really, really cool events as always. The one thing that I love so much about this show is the Arnold Strongman Classic Rogue does the equipment for, and they have a good amount of freedom, but it's not fully their show. This one is where Katie and Bill Henniger can just take all the training wheels off and do whatever the hell they want with it. So we're seeing a couple of new events this year that are going to be really exciting for, for the 10 athletes that are competing.
0: I think it's one of the most fun events I've ever personally witnessed. And I, I mean, I don't get a chance to see a lot, but I was, was at the Arnold and watched you compete. And then I was at rogue, I guess it was maybe two years ago. And as a non strongman just a normal everyday crossfitter, what you guys do in these competitions
2: feels superhuman to me. Mm-hmm. It's it is crazy what's what's really fun for me now is is coaching elite crossfit athletes and seeing them step in to do some strongman stuff right because we're we've been saying this for years we're seeing the crossover more and more between the two sports and it's really really fun so for example going into the crossfit games we were having our hwpo athletes train some axle clean presses, right? So an axle, we all know is a two inch diameter barbell. So you can't do a double overhand grip on it. You have to do that mixed grip, like a deadlift, explosive clean. And what I was teaching our, our elite athletes was how to transition from that under grip to an over grip while the bar was still floating, catching in the press position and going into the press. Well, in strongman, we just like to make it really, really heavy. So you can't do that in one motion. So, we right. do what's called the Continental Clean. Now, this is one of the events at the Rogue Invitational called the Apollon's Axle. It's a 400-pound axle. I'm sorry, what? So, yep, 400 pounds, clean and press for reps, right? So not just one, we're going for as many reps as possible in a certain amount of time. I believe it's 75 seconds at the Rogue. So a two-inch diameter barbell, on massive wheels, 400 pounds, you clean it up. And in Strongman, what we do is we take that mixed grip, we bring the bar onto our abdomen. From there, we pause, we then switch the hand over to get that double overhand grip, then clean from our abdomen up onto our shoulders, then go into the press. To add another level of difficulty, the axle is fixed, so it doesn't spin like a normal barbell would. Oh no. Meaning, in order to get that clean, You essentially have to have a loose hand around the bar. So your hand has to rotate around the bar. The bar doesn't rotate into place. So that's one of the events these guys are doing. One of the six they're doing over the three days, 400 pounds clean and press for maximum reps. With that, again, it just goes to show there is a lot of continuity between CrossFit and Strongman. We're just seeing the extreme the extreme levels of each event when it comes to strongman competition
1: for sure i love all the incorporation all the crossover that we've seen on the elite levels recently in the last two years i mean every year we're expecting some kind of strongman element or two to show up at the games test athletes in that unknown and unknowable space and really see who's been paying attention and who's been doing training like yours to prepare for that kind of stuff and i'm always surprised at myself at how hype i get when i watch these types of events when i watch yeah sure like the sandbag clean like it was incredibly epic but like when i actually sit down and watch the strongman stuff at the rogue invitational i'm like oh crossfitters ain't shit he's <laughs> pressing a 400 and what a joke and we're like, we've got this hundred and fifty pound sandbag. What do I
0: do? <laughs> well, Nikki, speaking of, speaking of crossover, I thought of you this re- weekend, Rob, because I was at the tactical games in Georgia, and it's basically strongman with guns. And, and so they are watching. I swear to God. So people have been calling it CrossFit with guns, but I'm like, this is more strongman than CrossFit. There's a really? lot of heavy bags. Yeah. So they had a oh, cool. one of the work one of the workouts. They had heavy sandbags, and they're having to toss them over a yoke. And so they yeah. start. They do five reps with a lighter bag, and the elite man the lighter bag was like a couple hundred pounds and then the five reps with the slightly heavier bag and then the heaviest bag one time and the heaviest bag was really big and i'm watching these guys really struggle with the heaviest bag and i'm like if rob were here you'd be like six rounds deep already assuming you knew how to shoot you know (laughs) like it was just a really interesting sport to see that way so if you ever if you ever decide you want to go blow shit up take up the tactical games. I mean,
2: I'll just go go up to Vermont and have Matt show me a few things. Yeah. Look at
0: that. He's got a couple of toys. He's got a couple. He has a couple.
1: You'd be like, let me clean this sandbag, Matt. And then, and then hand me a pistol. Let's roll. Let's go.
2: But what's cool is, and we're going to see that crossover even more, right? So last year at the Rogue Invitational, we saw the one at Max Log Cleaner Press, Mm -hmm. which I don't think, even as a strongman competitor, I wasn't expecting. When I... When the log got announced for the CrossFit athletes, I was okay. Maybe like a log cleaner press ladder, an elimination style. Maybe they would do something like log grace, right? Something like that. That's really the cool. idea. I and love that. And then they throw out a one right max. A few weeks ago, in true Katie Henniger fashion, post an ominous picture of some dumbbells. Now, in the role that I'm in, towing that line between crossfit and strongman i know dumbbell is not one of the events for strongman huh? at the Rogue, right so we know process of elimination it's going to be in there for the CrossFit. Athlete. in what capacity no idea is it going to be a max is it going to be like what we had last year at the rogue Invitational was a clean and press ladder so it was four dumbbells that got increasingly heavier and the final dumbbell was for maximum repetitions how is this going to be set up for these athletes? So that's been really fun too, being able to see. Okay, like we're seeing some stuff for that's going to get pretty heavy again, and again, just throwing these curveballs for these CrossFit athletes. But not to talk about them too much. We're here to talk about strongman, the cool stuff.
0: I am curious. What, what's the gap is between like the best CrossFit athlete in this clean and press, for instance, and yourself, or whoever's going to be competing at uh, Rogue Invitational?
2: Yeah, perspective. At the Rogue Invitational last year, the final dumbbell we had was 285 pounds for reps. So that's cleaning off the ground to the shoulder with two hands, pressing overhead with one. In this event, it's pretty strict rules that the hand, the the off hand, has to be off the dumbbell. So we get it to our shoulders, holding here. That second hand has to be clear of the dumbbell before you initiate the press movement. So I'm excited to see them step into that and really hold true to strongman standards with this at the Rogue. For reference, one of our HWPO athletes, Victor Hoffer, he hit, I think it was 80 kilos, so about 175. And now was his first time touching the dumbbell, which I mean, is a really impressive dumbbell cleaner press. First time touching that implement. This is on a true strongman dumbbell. And the thing is that people also forget is that handle diameter is also bigger, right? So you can't actually grip the handle. It's a two and a half inch thick handle on these dumbbells. So just like you have to cup the handle of the dumbbell. So it makes it a really different movement. So I would be now I I feel like I undercut these athletes every time I, I guess these events. I would be wildly impressed if we saw an athlete go in excess of 210 pounds on the dumbbell. If we saw that, that would that would honestly blow my mind. And I, I said this at the games during the sandbag clean. I thought the winning number was going to be about 310, 320. We saw them get up to 340 in attempt to 350. Then, obviously, Danny manhandling at 250 like it was a 2 pick <laughs> right. So, I think for the men, if, if they do have a max event, seeing somebody over 200 pounds would be pretty insane. On the women's side, if we saw women, I mean... I would say in the 130 to 150 range, it's a big range, but I, it, these ladies blow my mind every time and, and I don't want to undercut them, but I also think they're impressive as hell. And I think we might see some people turn some things out
1: mm-hmm, for sure. That dumbbell event last year was my favorite event to watch because I just could I could not fathom just picking it up, just picking it up off the ground, like just... Just how, like like you said, you can't even get a grip on the thing. Like the grip is so massive.
2: And for me, what's crazy is what, uh, what people tend to forget is, right? I'm small compared to those other guys. So that final dumbbell was my body weight.
1: Oh my God.
2: Compared to the other athletes that it's about anywhere from 30 to 80 pounds under their body weight.
1: <laughs> That's interesting, Rob. I've never heard you say that you're small.
2: But well, like I, in the greater field of things, I suppose yes, there so, are some oh, really massive dudes out there. I, I'm actually I'm the smallest athlete at this level in the sport, right? Oh so, shit! Five foot ten, two eighty five. There's no athlete shorter or lighter than me. They ever huh. fuck
0: with you and call you tiny? Anything like that at all?
2: No, no. I usually just <laughs> always feel like the annoying younger brother that's trying to hang out with his older brother's friends. Right. <laughs> I'm, like, here. I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs>
1: But you you typically, if you're really in competition season, you bulk, you like get ready for all the things, try to no, make I mean, yourself.
2: 285 is where I normally sit. Oh, for um, real? Yeah. Yeah. I, I at the Arnold, I will say I got pretty big for the Arnold. I was, I was pushing 300 pounds and I felt like Violet from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. So <laughs> I was hurting a little bit. Like yeah. I, it was, it was too big for me. Was I strong? Yeah, I was. Could I move effectively? Not a chance. <laughs> okay. uh, it's a balance there. So, yeah, yeah. So so I found like 280, 285 is really my sweet spot where I feel like I can be pretty fit. I can be really strong and still excel in both in both areas. So cool. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, these guys are monstrously big. I walked past one at Rogue and I realized it's competition. People are eating whatever, but these dudes were buying straight from the concession stand and had... <laughs> like the the box of twelve hot dogs and nachos, and it just looked like they're feeding the whole family. It's just one dude.
1: Well, for the and, amount and, for the amount that they work out and lift and oh, burn for sure. And, well, and-
0: the, yeah, that's the point. He was like six five three fifty, maybe. I mean, yep. guy like just he looked like a superhuman. Just just needed a big S on his chest, and he was ready to fly out of there. It was insane. For sure. You just don't see people that big that often, Yeah,
2: Yeah. And for us, that's every weekend, Uh. right? So, but I will say like this, this competition is really exciting. So like, we've only talked about one of the events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Apollon's axle. So we're seeing two repeat events from last year. We're seeing the Roga Coaster, right? So that's that seated arm over arm pull up the incline. I have a personal vendetta against it because I sucked. (laughs) and then we're also seeing the tower of power deadlift again yeah that was such a cool event coming in last year over i think it was 950 pounds we deadlifted for maximum reps now that is a higher bar height so we're looking at about it's i think it's like a 16 inch deadlift so a little bit below the knee is where the barbell starts but it's a fixed barbell like it doesn't bend, doesn't flex. It is just a nice, you know, really hard barbell that, you know, pull for maximum reps. And last year we saw the winning number, I think 12 reps was the was the winning number. I see it being a little bit lower this year, probably in that nine to 10 range we will win this event this year with the guys we have competing. And from there, we're seeing a few new events as well, which is really exciting. So last year we had the yoke walk into log clean and press event. This year, they took out the yoke Walk and they put in one of the most iconic strongman events ever, the Fingal Fingers.
1: What? I have so, <laughs> so many
2: questions. The I Fingle have so Fingers. many comments. Man. <laughs> the Fingal Fingers are the event you've seen at World's <laughs> Strongest Man are these massive long poles you have to clean up to your chest and you walk your hands up to flip 180 degrees. So it gets harder as you're going up based on physics, right? 45 degree angle is going to be the heaviest and then it gets a little bit easier. So I don't know how many reps or how many fingers there are to go into then do a lot of clean and press events. So there's a couple of unknowns that are really exciting for that. And what I love so much about what Rogue does with this is they really tie together that in strongman, to be a good strongman, you have to be a strength athlete. Mm -hmm. You can't just be strong as shit. You have to be athletic and be able to move yeah. some level of conditioning as well. They're then moving on to a sled pull. But again, in true rogue fashion, they have built a bull that hey. is on tracks. That So it's going to be set up kind of like a truck pull. So it's going to be a hardest pull from behind. But there's no guide rope in front of you. So it's going to be a lot tougher. Typically with a truck pull we have a rope we can hold on to in front of us to leverage off of and pull and pull, help initiate that pull. This is just going to be get down, get low, chop the feet and grit and Ooh. get that thing moving and pull.
1: Do you think there are going to be people who can't gain any momentum
2: on it? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It really depends on how heavy it is. I mean, I also wouldn't be surprised if Bill Henniger's a sadistic and decides to rig something up where it gets harder as you pull. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. That's something he could do because he's bill. So it's really exciting about that. And then the final event, there's not much known about it, but I think it's going to emulate the duel from last year. Okay. In the cross event, Right. So we saw the duel. It was the sprint to the rope climb to the sandbag carry. Yep. We know there's an element of a sandbag carry and we know the first round all 10 athletes are on the floor at the same time.
1: Mm.
2: Hmm. So do you think it's that they would be... ever make
1: them do the duel?
2: I'm just throwing that out think, there. I don't think they would ever make them do a rope climb, but I think there is going to be some kind of element like that. I think it'll probably be leaning more towards a strongman side. But I think it's going to be some kind of run into a carry, into a finish across the line. There's going to be eliminations and they're going to cut the field down until there's a final two or three in the final race. So that's just going to make Saturday night so exciting. The past two years we've finished with the, with the stones over the bar, which is awesome, right? Like, stone lifting is just really cool, but this is just, I mean, I think ending with a race like that With that crowd under the lights is just so freaking cool. I mean, I'm jealous of not doing it, but it's going to be really, really exciting to watch. Yeah, it's going to be awesome.
0: I think this competition is the the perfect combination of getting to watch the CrossFitters do our high intensity, exciting races, and then strongman go. And it feels like every workout you guys do, somebody could die. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not making fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, it's like a, it's like a watching a gladiator match almost. Like it's yeah. so, it it's so intimidating and scary. You're like, man, like one mistake, and that could be it for them. And I think that's why people love watching. It's like watching NASCAR or like fast cars or or whatever.
2: Yeah, and you so, know, and it, you look at look at just the sheer weight, right? And and I think the best event to pull into context for people to realize is the yoke walk. Yeah. It's something that most CrossFit gyms have access to. We've also seen it at the games. Last time we saw a heavy yoke was in 2022. I think the men had around 640 pounds or so in that event where it was the yoke walk, the cleans, and the deadlifts. At the Rogue Invitational, we were doing 1,000-pound yoke walks. And to us, that's that's just casual. Typically, it's around 500 kilos, which is just over 1,100 pounds. And in my, my competitive career, I've done as much as 1600 pounds in a competition. We should see. So, so just like for people to put the frame of reference on the weight that we do, I feel like that's the one where it's, if you have a yoke in your, in your gym, go to open gym, load a few hundred pounds on there, take it for a stroll. Let's see how you feel. Measure yourself before and after to see how much you shrunk. <laughs> and, It, it, I think it just the one the one disconnect I think strongman has, and this is something that we as a sport haven't been able to figure out, is letting people into really how massive these weights really are, because I don't think people can comprehend what a thousand pounds Mm. feels like. They know it's heavy, but the thing CrossFit has done really well is they make like our elite athletes do skills mostly everybody has experience doing right everybody's jumped on a pull-up bar everybody's on some jump ropes everybody can run barbells while they're heavy they people can fathom what those weights could feel like when they see strongman deadlift strongman deadlifting 880 pounds for reps or carrying a thousand pounds on our backs and doing that stuff i think there's there's a disconnect and people don't yeah. quite understand how massive that is yep. so Whenever I have these conversations, I always tell people like, "Hey, just go get under a yoke for a couple of times. See how heavy you can get it. And when you're realizing, oh shit, this 350 pounds sucks, and it hurts my neck, and I don't know how to control my core, and my knees are going weak after a few steps, it's that's when the light bulb goes off, and damn, these guys are running a thousand pounds in under ten seconds in, for fifty mm-hmm. feet. Yep, it's,
0: it's a relationship. It's a relatability factor. I mean, like I can do Fran at the RX weight, just like any elite athlete and they're going to do it in two minutes and it's going to take me five minutes. Yeah. But I can relate to it because I can still lift the weight and do the movements. I can't do a single one of your movements. Not even, not even one. You mentioned that 400 pound axle bar earlier. I'm like, well, I'm out (laughs) like, just like that immediately out doing it for reps for 75 seconds. All right. Well, that's zero. Zero reps for seventy-five seconds. That's what I'm getting.
1: I do think there are some there are some elements that are relatable. Part of why I loved watching the dumbbell event last year is because I know what a dumbbell clean and press feels like. I even know what a super heavy one feels like. I even know what like a hundred-pound one feels like. Like we have one at the gym. I fucked with it. I could I can kettlebell swing it with two hands. It's just about it. You know what I mean. So there are there are parts of it that I do I can see the relatability in. I think what what makes it Hardest to comprehend is how easy you guys make it look. Truly, you could say that for any elite, you could say that for elite gymnasts at the Olympics and whatever like they're running around and throwing their bodies up in the air like it's nothing, but like truly watching you guys run with a thousand pounds on your back, making it look like casual Friday over here. That is also part of what makes it really hard. To understand but that's also i think why i get so hype is because i just sit there trying to crunch numbers in my brain that's a thousand pike he's carrying a small car on his back and running it doesn't make sense
2: i I also think the really beautiful thing about it though is like how the crossfit athletes think what we do is so cool the reverse is also true and you see that like this is the one event where like Crossfitters and strongmen are together, like in the warm up area, yeah. like crossing paths and stuff like that. And it's in the back, we're talking about how insane the Crossfitters are and what they're doing and how we could never imagine doing some of that stuff and the revert. And then they're saying the same about us. So I think it's really, really cool to have that connection and that respect for each other's sport at yeah. such a high level. Because ultimately, while yes, we're in the limelight in our respective sports in the grand scheme of pro sports, we mean jack shit. Like nobody outside of the people that watch our sports know who we are. So to see the love and the camaraderie and the respect we have for each other behind the scenes is really, really cool and exciting as well.
1: For sure. And I think too, like the bigger rogue gets, the bigger rogue invitational gets, like the more eyeballs get on this sport that that combines two very niche sports (laughs) right within it. The bigger in general we can all grow which is really huge which is probably the point of it i did not realize that rogue was such an important part of the strongman season because it's such a new competition i didn't i didn't realize that it was like had a big payout or had all that sort of clout within it
2: yeah it it really bookends our season this is the last big show of the calendar year for strongman and now i will say the strongman calendar never ends Right. Right, Like we, we don't get an off season. If I, if I get two months out of the year where I can deload and not lift heavy, that's a good year just because of how space, how things are spaced out. Like typically our calendar is Arnold strongman classic in March world's strongest man in may or June, the Shaw classic in July or August then the rogue invitational in October. And then sprinkled within there, we have our qualification series for world's strongest man as well, which is giants live that happens over in the UK so we're doing all these shows on average a high level professional strongman is competing anywhere from three to six times a year dang when that's peaking for these big shows that's traveling that's doing all this stuff so but the year comes to a head at the rogue invitational like i said it's from year one it was the highest payout of any uh in the history of strongman mm. This is the only competition of the year where first place sees over six figures. So there's, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of clout. There's a lot of pride when you get that invite to this show. I mean, I'm unbelievably honored to have been at the first Rogue Invitational Strongman competition and was there for two years. I'm not competing this year because I'm actually competing the following weekend at America's Strongest Man. So going oh for God. that title. And that was just a strategic move on my part for, for what I want to do with my career. And, but it really is to, to get that email to be invited to the rogue Invitational, the, You, you really are considered one of the top 10 strongest men in the world when you get that invite. Cause like I said, when they, when they send out in the, these invites, they're looking at the entirety of the 2023 strongman calendar, where guys placed, how they performed over the year and choosing the 10 best athletes to put out on that floor.
1: So badass. That's that's crazy.
0: Any uh, any predictions on the winner?
2: Yeah, so we'll run through the the competitors list. So we have Mateusz Kilaskowski from Poland coming in, who he has been riddled with injuries over the past few years, but his prep has looked really good. Tom Evans is a newer face on the pro strongman scene. He made a really big impression at the Arnold Strongman Classic, taking fifth place this past year. Did really well at the Shaw Classic as well. So he's definitely a name to watch. He actually played for the Green Bay Packers as well. Um, He's a really great athletic background. Oleski Novikov, who won it last year. Yeah. 2020 World Strongest Man as well. We have the Stoltman brothers and Tom and Luke, who have been around for a long time. Tom, two-time World Strongest Man as well. Max Boudreau from Canada, who's been at the Rogue and Arnold. The three Americans, the three other Americans, sorry. Trey Mitchell, Bobby Thompson, and Evan Singleton. All three guys could be really dangerous on any given day. Evan Singleton, this is his first time competing at a Rogue competition. So he's never been to the Arnold. He was invited to uh, the Rogue competition last year, but couldn't compete. So this is his first time here. He has a very interesting style of competing. He is that very type A, always hyped up, yelling, screaming type of athlete. Not a slight to him. I love him. He's a really good friend of mine. I'm very interested to see how the CrossFit audience takes on to that personality. It's, mm. it's, I, I'm excited to watch that. And then the, the final big name is, is Mitch Hooper. Mitch is having just an absolutely stellar year in winning the Arnold Strongman Classic, winning World's Strongest Man, taking second place at the Shaw Classic, now coming into the Rogue Invitation. Now, Mitch, he stepped onto the scene at World's Strongest Man in 2022. That was really his first big show, took eighth place in his first World's Strongest Man appearance, which is just outrageous. To make things even more outrageous, ever since that show, he has not been off the podium at any competition mm-hmm. he's entered. I think when looking at these events, how the competition is set up, I'd be hard-pressed not to say Mitch is going to win. Um, I just think when you look at how well-rounded of an athlete you have to be at this competition, he checks all the boxes. Um. Looking at who's going to fight for podium spots, Evan Singleton is one of those guys. Like I said, he is intense. He trains really hard. I would love to see him put together a great show. Bobby Thompson has been nagging with some injuries over this prep, but always looks really strong. And he's one of those guys that always seems to pull it out on competition day, right? Like he's one of those people that like his prep might not look the best, but then he just shows up and says, oh, okay, you were just fooling us the entire time. (laughs) okay and then tom stolman he's you know two-time world strongest man he's always in the mix so i think there are just some i think there's arguably like five guys that could be on the podium at this show but i i i like i said I, i really don't see it going any other way but mitch standing on top of the podium at the end of the weekend
1: you can't well, ignore Mitch's name if you've been following the sport for
2: the last couple of no, seasons. Like you, no. he's everywhere. He's truly he's everywhere. The guy right now. Mm-hmm. And he has an amazing athletic background. He was a long drive champion. He's run marathons in the past and now is just completely taking the pro strongman scene by storm. He just got married. His wife is now pregnant. Like life is going great for him. And like I said, with these events, The level of athleticism you have to have to not only perform really well, but the way the competition is set up is there's some pretty big gaps in between events at this show. So it's how do you take on your recovery in between events? How do you feel properly emotionally and mentally? How do you, how do you navigate the, the lulls in between events? And he's just somebody that I think can do it really, really well.
1: That's a really interesting point that you bring up. And I know we've talked about it on the show a bunch before, John, but it's always so interesting to me that the more I get to know the elite athletes of CrossFit, the more I am consistently surprised by the fact that they think just like the rest of us constantly. Like they just seem superhuman when they step out onto the competition floor, but they have the same nerves and the same questions and the same mental blocks that we have when we are doing the Open in our affiliates. The same nervous poops. I'm just saying, it's all the same shit, quite literally. So it's interesting to hear you say that too. Like, how do they navigate the lulls physically and mentally? Because if you did poorly on your last event and now you've got three hours to sit around and think about it, (laughs) how do you come back from that to step out onto the competition floor again? And it is difficult to imagine, quite literally, the biggest, strongest men in the world in their own minds. Maybe not feeling so big and strong. That's crazy to think about.
2: Absolutely. And it's so real. How do you package it up, toss it behind you, move on because tying it all back. It's like that next event could cripple you. Mm
1: -hmm. So you can't let it bother
2: you. You have to really put it in the back of your mind, move on and it's okay. What am I going to do to make sure this mistake doesn't happen again? And how can I set myself up in the points to really be successful in this show? It's crazy.
0: I was also going to pick Mitchell Hooper to win because he was the only name I recognized.
1: Hey go, the only
0: one. So, congrats, Mitchell. We're all rooting for you, buddy. John's second great. favorite strongman. Yes, that's right. I only, rec- I only recognize the name because he does a bunch of a bunch of photos with Danny. They've been yeah, hanging yeah. out recently. Yeah, yeah they're oh, yeah. they're both
2: tier athletes, so they're they're getting They're they're getting a long grade right now.
1: Rob, are you going to compete next year, given opening your business and doing all the other things you've got going on? Are you totally. going to keep on the competition? Oh, okay, great. You're like, let's yeah, just do no. it all. Okay, who cares? No, yeah, on. So, um, let's get a puppy too. Do it all.
2: <laughs> as I mentioned, so so my plan this year has really been to go for the title of America's Strongest Man. This is actually my first year competing at for, for that title as okay. a heavyweight. I competed as a as a middleweight competitor back in 2014 and 2015 when I was weighing uh, Svelte 230 pounds. Baby um, took, Rob. Yeah. I took second place both of those years and I'm excited to go for the title uh, for the heavyweight men and, and win that title of America's Strongest Man. That's happening the following weekend. So the first weekend of November at the Olympia in Orlando, Florida. So the beginning of this year, I had set some personal goals and that was one that I circled on my calendar that I was like, you know what? Um, That's really a title I, I think is really special. I don't think many athletes have been able to bring a lot of clout to that title and it's something I want to be able to do. And that's what I put all my eggs in the basket for this year is really just putting everything into this prep to put on a great performance and, and win to be America's Strongest Man.
1: That's a cool oh. title.
2: It is pretty dope, yeah. Almost, almost as cool as
0: Rob the Brand. Rob oh, the Brand. Jesus. Rob almost. the
1: Brand. America's Strongest Here Man we go. has a really nice <laughs> ring to it. You could change America's your entire Strongest Instagram. Brand.
0: Yep, there America. it is. You're really lucky. It occurred. To, it occurred to me with about five to ten minutes to go on the show that I could have actually changed the name on the screen, and I didn't. And I kind of, have, I kind of have podcast regret now, making me sad. He should have or done it from the moment he said it. I'm gonna I get a
2: text. I'm gonna get a text tomorrow morning. Hey, Rob, the episode didn't record. We're gonna have yeah. to redo it. I'm gonna no. Have to do it oh.
0: again. Well, I could change it in post production if I really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, there you go. You,
1: you know. could uh, just make it in post production, just like right, right over your face.
0: My whole thing. That's
1: It's a <laughs> it's <just laughs> really
0: well, All I know is when you open your affiliate, we're going to find some time for Nikki and I to come down, and we'll do mm-hmm. a live recording there, and we'll do a little grand opening or you know, probably
2: after you're open, but we'll do
0: yeah, some so sort of meet and
2: greet and have some fun. That's our plan for like kind of the, the summer. We want to get up off the ground, get our feet wet, get our members comfortable in the space, right? New space, got to make sure everybody's feeling their oats and feeling good about it. So once we're up and running, we have some solid membership. Our plan is this summer to have a little rock out party and grand opening event. So we're we're planning towards that in the summer of twenty four so love fun. it we're there
0: Yep.
1: we're totally there
0: sick yep can't wait i'm i'm already planning my next year's worth of trips deciding what i want to go to and what i don't want to go to and yours is on the list of ones i want to go to so it's yeah
2: i am honored be the brand is, to honored to, uh, brand. Brand, brand is honored to, to, uh, brand brand to, uh, is t- to welcome you to massachusetts yes. john really perfect. i
1: want to know what gets cut from the list what events do you like you're not worth um,
2: the John Woolley's time.
0: Oh, it isn't that. I mean, I don't certainly don't want to make it sound <laughs> snobby. I mean, like it's no. there's the balance of are you a return on your investment? What are you getting back from it? And True. it's occurred to me re- recently that some of what you get back from these things is what you're giving to them. But you can follow me. I'd really like to do wheelwad as an example. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I can help that community or at least be a voice in it. I don't know how I can help, but. I, I can certainly raise up some of their issues or talk about what what they want to be heard. And so I'd like to get to that one. And so then I look and go, all right, well, you've got Wadapalooza, which is fun. You got the games, it's fun. But really, all I get out of that is people stroking my ego, and I don't need that. So should yeah. I save that money and put it towards something more worthwhile, like some battle cancer events, or mm-hmm. I don't know. And so I'm just thing. just yeah. trying to balance what that is of i still want to have my ego stroked a little but i don't i don't Who think doesn't? i need to do that yeah i don't need to do it four times a year so right now i could tell you i'm absolutely not going to semis that's already off the list i'm debating which one do i want to drop waza or the games i'm leaning toward dropping the games but you know I'm not convinced i will so well there's like california
1: water blues the next year too right
0: yeah, oh, yeah. that's right Mm-hmm. yeah you get to yeah but you know you i definitely two. don't want to go to california no offense california but all yeah. offense uh, it's just expensive i, I mean yeah. california california is beautiful but man it's pricey yeah and not that florida is super cheap but you know you gotta make that these days off. at
1: all is not cheap at all but yeah, then also so, next year you'll have all the all the separate events to yeah go.
0: Well, like I, we have conversations like this and I'm like, well, maybe I should go rogue next year because I really like watching the strongman. Like, that's fun I for know. me. And, like, I, I don't love. With... Yeah, I don't love watching competitive CrossFit. But when you throw a strongman in, it makes it far more appealing to get both. Yeah, of them.
1: It's true. He doesn't. I know it's funny to think about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but he doesn't love he doesn't love like live competition.
0: Well, here's what I don't like. And this is why Rogue is a special event. What I don't like is four heats where two or maybe three of the heats are inconsequential. Yeah. I like to watch the race for who's winning. So I like these smaller events where you have 10 people. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or 20 people even. But, you know, it's, There's it's, more it's on people at the, the top. Every yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly. When you got 40 people at the games, it's too much for me. It's like, I don't care about those bottom 20. <laughs> no offense if you're in the bottom 20. You're super fit. But you're not going to win. And I right. want to watch, I want to watch like that final race. So, but strongman's different because like I said, every ref you guys do could be your last. And it's, yeah. No, seriously, I know it's not going to be, but there is that like kind of danger factor of watching. Like, Holy crap, oh, yeah. this is unreal what they're doing. It just I can't even comprehend it sometimes. And so it's just. So much more fun to watch. And that well, I'll
2: right. tell you what, John. When you come up for our grand opening, you'll I'll put you through through a strongman workout. You can lift some stones. You can do some log presses. You can do all the things. So you can,
1: yeah. Make taste make them do what we do go through. Finkle fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I,
0: I well, I hope when we're lifting stones, we start with the lacrosse ball because that's right in my little house.
1: Full <laughs> <Couple laughs> arms around it. Just yep. holding it close.
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely not my, my wheelhouse to say the least, but it's fun to watch and fun to at least attempt. So I'm game. Oh yeah, absolutely. I will give it a shot. Well, dude, thanks for joining us and and giving us insight into Rogue. I know people are really excited to go down there and we've, I don't think we've, Nikki and I have ever really actually talked about what the strongman event was going to look like prior to tonight. So
2: this has been really fun and educational for us. So thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. This is, I mean, it's, it's always great every time I get to, share a little bit of my love with, with different audiences and talk about some insight and give some people something to watch, right? Like, I think a lot of people can be like, oh, cool, strongman's on. But you know, if you get a little bit of background of like what we do, how we do it and the athletes behind it, throw some interest into it and uh, get people excited as just how we grow the sport.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's better when you have a good understanding of what's actually happening. And then you can, you can, barely but start to comprehend just the massive effort it takes (laughs) to actually compete at that level
2: for sure
0: yeah i also not for nothing but i got a commitment from danny to do a danny and rob show together and so i yeah i i mean at a date to be determined so we got to figure out when it's going to be that's uh, going to be stupid Yeah, well, I I don't don't
1: know if I can handle all of my favorite people, all three of you and me on one show. I don't know if we
0: can do it. We're going to have to set some ground rules. I mean, let's be honest. There's going (laughs) to be some real ground rules for that show. Time limit, four hours. (laughs)
1: Uh, You can set the rules. Clear your schedule for the afternoon.
0: We're not trying to make John's post production job difficult. It's probably going to be like a four parter, not to mention.
1: (laughs) John has to cut. Seventy five minutes of just like insanity out of it anyway, probably. So we'll be fine.
0: No, it'll be fine. It'll I'm be fine. excited. That's gonna be yeah. great. All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Rob, Nikki. Great yeah, seeing you, you as bye, always. Bye. And uh, for everyone listening, go check out the Rogue Invitational. Looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun this year. And you can uh, come back at us when Rob's fix were wrong. So uh, <laughs> with that we'll chat. We'll chat with you guys soon. Take care. Brand is never wrong. The brand is never wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. D-